you take interest rates to zero, that means lending becomes, I mean, how many- Holy cow, it's free to borrow how money? How many people do we know both socially and, and have client relationships with that have mortgages in the twos and threes? Me, your honor. Okay. Yeah. So money becomes cheap. Hey, we can buy more house. We can buy more car. We can buy nicer stuff for our house. Spend, 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 spend. You know what my drug of choice is? My absolute favorite drug in the world? More. So what's this podcast all about? This financial sobriety thing we're doing? It certainly isn't a traditional conversation about money. There's lots of great people in our industry that talk the traditional game. This is going to be a very unconventional conversation about those three unbelievably complicated relationships that when you put them all together, you don't necessarily think of them this way, but the relationship that you have with money, the relationship you have with your people that mean the most to you, and then the relationship that you have with the person in the mirror. You mean those three relationships go together? They do, and it's a very complex interrelationship between them. And when those get a little bit out of whack, interesting things happen. Do you know anything about that? We should probably introduce ourselves. Who oh, are you? good idea. Jim Gephardt. And I'm Matthew Grishman. I'm your author of the book, Financial Sobriety, and we are going to have some great conversations, so stick around. I know what I'm grateful for today. Highlighters? No. Well, maybe. I'm grateful for that. all those notes that you have in studio today. I was just trying to print the internet. Oh, well, it looks like you were successful. Those progressive ads are just the absolute best <laughs> with Dr. Rick. <laughs> and my kids, every once in a while, will be like, hey, Dad, uh, are you going to Velcro the old remote to the coffee table there? Are you becoming like your parents? <laughs> Absolutely. You are. What is that? A scotch egg. No, it's a meatball. There's just so many good ones. Absolutely. Can we not talk about the parking before we go to the event? There's just so many. The, the writers of those ads yeah. just have absolutely nailed the demographic. That Sadly, it's funny because it reminds me of me. Well, I... Brother, that's another part of my gratitude is is I am grateful for the fact that I get as much entertainment now out of television commercials that I do out of the actual television shows that I'm watching, maybe right. even more so. Right. And I'm not a customer of most of those brands. I right. just enjoy the television. So I completely uh, understand. They suck me in, but they're not getting me to buy. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there. It's definitely entertaining, but it hasn't gotten me to reach in my wallet yet. Although I'm still grateful for it because it is very entertaining. Is that the gratitude today? That's part of my gratitude today. Or the fact that I was printing the internet. Both. I've got lots of gratitude today. Okay. I tend to get a lot of gratitude on the days that we're here. This is, you know, we've said it before and I'll say it again. This is a sanctuary for us. This is a sacred space for us. So gratitude tends to flow quite a bit. The littlest things I can be grateful for. And I dare say, given what I know is in all of those stacks of papers there, I'm going to share some gratitude that might be a bit controversial. Is that I, how you say that? For today, I did. That's how I said it. Beth and I have had fun with that word over the years, because like, you say component. Right. I love the word component. Right. For me, it's component. Right. Right. A stereo component. Right. I like stereo components. Right. Beth, for the longest time, used to say controversial. Ah, not controversial. Right. Hmm. You California people are weird. I, I don't know how you get controversial, right? I, I don't. I look at the word and I don't know how you get that particular emphasis. Right? But whatever. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Well, here. Keep here, exercising. Here's the controversial gratitude. No, 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 no. Controversial. 
controversial. Thank you. Controversial. Did I there get it right that time? Yes. Okay. I'm grateful for inflation. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Who's on his meds today, folks? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Well, we'll get there. We got we got hours and hours of recording today. We'll we'll peel that one back in a second. I know that's you're like that, all red in that, the face now. That, that's, this is good. That's a head scratcher, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm grateful for inflation. Only the spinmeister Dr. Grishman can can weave us out of that one. We'll we'll get into that one after you share with me what you're grateful for today. Mine is so much more pedestrian. Thank you. I am grateful. Tis the season. I am grateful for back to school night. Back to school night when you have four children is something that Beth and I could probably host ourselves. Right. right. You've, You've memorized been, the script. We've been to enough. Yeah. Yet last night we kind of pushed through the resistance of I don't do I I don't really want to. <laughs> I'm tiewed. Yeah. It's hot. There won't be any parking. Nope. We pushed through it because we haven't been the past couple seasons. Why not? What's do, been what? Well, there's that COVID thing that's been going on. Oh, right. I forgot about that. And this is our last Chitlin. So the last Chitlin with his last year at the middle school where he can re reasonably enjoy the process. And, yes, they have these at the high school level. And, yes, they're important and engaging in a different way. But in a little bit of a ceremonial way, it's like, you know what, let's go reengage and get to know the teachers again, see some new faces, see some old faces in terms of the, the parents that we're going to bump into and the absolute track meet of going – cross campus because what they do is they take the entire daily schedule for the kids and they condense it into eight minute classes. Ooh, deflation. Deflation with, like I said, a track meet to get from, you know, one part of the campus to the other for the class. So sure. you see people and you see people and, but it was just, I'm very grateful that we, we made the effort to go because just in the brief exchange when I got home with our son about his teachers and some of their philosophies and I could see a sparkle in his eye like, oh, Dad's engaged. And then there was a different kind of look in his eye like, oh, crap. <laughs> Dad's engaged. Dad's engaged. <laughs> Not that I haven't been engaged, right. but it's just been a little bit like, yep, I know. I'm good. Oh, yep. Bup, 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 bup. And he's been able to slide under the radar a little bit without dad necessarily being right on top of him the whole time. Yeah. So when I explained that I, I know you're not a big science kid, right? Science is not the thing that's rolling you up and down. But I got to tell you. Mrs. So-and-so last night with her 20 years made science sound so interesting and exciting to me in eight minutes that I'd like to help out in the classroom. What in particular? Oh, just some of the different experiments they're going to do. And they've got this magnetic train that they set up with a, they bring in like, like a 15 foot long railroad tie. Hmm. And it's this, this kind of electrical engineering project to figure out what the components, there you go. Thank you. That you're given, how you're going to assemble this little, you know, mini, mini, mini train to get from one end of the track to the other, all through electricity. Oh, wow. And not being an engineer, that was interesting to me. Fascinating. So anyway, it was just, it was, I'm grateful that we did it and we can also not have any regrets on, you know, wrapping up the, the middle school years and not really knowing what's going on. And because there's also some new facilities and new classrooms, and it was nice to see the inside of those and not just drive by and have some human connection with parents that, you know, we had some 
fun little interludes with where two of the families, we, our boys have all come up through preschool together. And they happen to be on the same flag football team now on the weekends. As they complete the transition in the middle school years, it's just kind of fun getting the band back together mm-hmm. and see these little booger eaters now turning into young men at 14 with all of the complications, as we'll call them, <laughs> that comes with that. Right. So anyway, it was it was quite fun. What a fabulous time. I, I think I know, just listening to your gratitude, I think I know why we have inflation now. Because you talked about your schools had like new classrooms and new facilities and new stuff you wanted to check out. That's why we must have inflation because there's no supplies. So if your school's out there building all this new stuff. Right. It's my fault. It's it. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for helping me connect the dots on why inflation's so crazy out there. I got it from your gratitude. Exactly. Yeah. And this is an, a special episode that we're doing specifically on inflation and the new Inflation Reduction Act that was recently passed. Yeah, which is which is good because I'm sure there are no other money shows out there right now talking about inflation. I assure you there are <laughs> no other money shows out there that are going to talk about it the way we're going to talk about right. it. Right. Thank you. Because the last thing I wanted to do today was come in here and talk about inflation. Because every financial show I'm listening to, every financial periodical I'm reading, every article I'm being asked to contribute to is all based on inflation and what's going on in inflation. Inflation, inflation, inflation. It's the hot dot. Yeah, it's a hot dot. And you know I hate talking about what everybody else is talking about. I like to talk about different stuff. Well, here's, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Ooh, please do. You and I have been talking about inflation for 25 years. Uh, oh yeah. 25 years. That is correct, sir. You can go back to the very earliest days of us in our French cuffs. <laughs> and what were those ties that we used to like? Oh, my God. XMI? No, 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 no. X- uh, Talbot. Robert Talbot. Talbot. Robert Talbot. Robert Talbot. Robert Talbot. I used Holy to spend cow. almost a week's income on a Robert Talbot on tie. One Robert Talbot one tie. One tie. And for Beth, who's listening, I still have most of them. I know that drives her crazy. Yeah. But it's a little bit like it's a little bit like the Hall of Fame. It's a little bit like going through the museum. Oh, yeah, I remember when I used to wear that. And, oh, it just... It brings me still a little bit of joy to look at them every once in the closet. Sure. As the relics that they are. You know what you could probably sell those things for? Because they're tight. Well, what is the one thing you talk about you love, especially coming into studio? You love things that are timeless. T- timeless. Bingo. And there is nothing more timeless than a Robert Talbot tie. Yeah, those are, we should wear one of those in studio do you, every do you, once in a while now that we're videotaping. Uh-huh. With with, the, with my V-neck t-shirt, I'd Sorry. look good in a Talbot. Videotaping, I'm grandpa. Videotaping? Recording. That just, and I let that just go right by because Recording. it's normal, right? You, well, it is for our VHS generation. I was going to say, we've got uh, Ace Jr. in studio today. We You got the VHS going? Yeah? Absolutely. Oh, fabulous. We got the VHS Are we beta going. today? Or, or? <laughs> beta max. There you go. Yeah. Do you remember how much... You paid for Robert Talbot ties? Those were around a hundo. Uh-huh. They absolutely were. Those were around a hundo. I remember and $95, and I remember $105. Have you looked at the price of them recently? I am very fortunate and grateful to say no, I have not. So we're going to have one of our production assistants, Sawyer, just take a peek. Go on Nordstrom website and take a look for us, because I don't know what they cost. I haven't shopped for a tie in God knows how long. I am curious to see what a Robert Talbot tie costs today okay mortimer yeah i'm just curious nope come on mortimer what it's gonna cost more 
Mortimer set the over-under. Oh, oh, thank you. Sorry. I haven't had enough of this yet today. Duke Brothers, come on. Uh-huh. I'm going to set the over-under at $150. Oh, oh, but come on. That's not even challenge. I'm not even going to get out of bed for that. That is just not even remotely challenging. What are you caking? Over or the under? Over. Okay. Standard bet? Standard bet. Okay. Stand- Pay me now. Standard bet. Nope. Nope. We got to wait. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's like saying inflation was like 1%. In 20 years? To be up 50% in cost in 20 years? Yeah. Have you gone out to dinner lately? You uh, had a piece of halibut lately? Well, thankfully, I just use a credit card, so I just swipe and I don't have to actually feel what it costs. That a boy. Uh-huh. That a boy. Yeah. But if you go all the way back to our earliest days on inflation, I just I want to start off with just a basic primer. And, and we have talked about it on the show, but if you're catching us for the first time, inflation is simply the reduction of your purchasing power, right? The dollar that you have in your pocket, the dollar that you earn is worth less than it was some block of time ago. Right. It buys you less 10 years from now than it buys you today. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Very basic explanation. Yeah, and I, I, I don't wonder, mean to oversimplify. Well, I mean, but I wonder, it's the buzzword. How many people actually understand truly what inflation is at its core? I also enjoy the story that you've told, I've heard you tell at least 100 times on the price of the stamp, the 1980 stamp. So let's let's use that as a bit of a benchmark going backwards on. on How old do you think I am? I don't, it's not a 1980 stamp. I wasn't in college in 1980. I was in college in 1990. But the story that you've always told is the 1980 Olympic stamp was 10 cents. Is that the story I tell? Well, that must be my other business partner. That must be your other business partner. Because the story I tell is when Amy and I went off to college, we went to school 30 minutes away from each other, but we didn't have these things. So we wrote each other letters. There's a speaker in our industry that I'm actually referring to. Well, you assume he was me. He should have been. Because you know I'm a big deal. He so should have been you. <laughs> right. No, no. When when Amy and I first went away to school, we'd send each other you know little love notes in the mail, little origami folded love notes. For, in the what? In the mail. The, U, the U.S. Postal Service. Okay. For 25 cents. 25 cents. 25 cents is what it cost me in 1990 to text the love of my life a little love letter. 1990. So that is exactly 32 years ago. Correct. Okay, what? and the price of the stamp today? I believe, so I own a stack of forever stamps right. that we paid for a while ago. You paid them forever ago. Uh-huh. I think the cost of a stamp today is 57 cents, if I'm correct. That's one yeah, more thing we, we could- Could uh, we please fact check, check while we're that? buying ties and we can figure out how much a stamp costs? Because they all, they're all forever stamps now, so you don't know how much they cost. Exactly, but it's in the 55 to 57 cent range, and we're going to get confirmation oh, see, I'm, on that. I'm behind. I thought they were like 50 or 52. Oh, no, inflation, brother. Okay. They keep going up. So that I mean that right there. If are we right? Fifty eight cents. Okay. Fifty eight so, cents. So I would have won on the price is right. Did we get a number on the Talbot tie to see who won the bet yet? Oh, there we go. So I did go. Yeah, I not a, we're not buying that. these on, on eBay. We're buying them at the Nordstrom. Hang on. I can't let this happen. Wow, watch the moths come out, people. All right, here, here we, we go. go. Hey, Ready? check this out. You see this? The tangibility of money. How cool is this? Here. The exchange gonna, of a dollar. All right, for the for those of you that are watching at home. There we go. <laughs> I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear it today. Here's my wear, bling. You're gonna wear my dollar? It's my bling. I love it. So inflation is the buzzword, it's the hot dot. It's right? everywhere. What I was trained, and this is actually one of the, the critical components of my training that I fundamentally have believed in and championed for. Okay. 
uh, my entire career. Okay. Which is the fact that inflation is actually the silent killer. That's the danger. That's the real danger. 100%. That's the dragon we're slaying. That is the dragon that you and I are slaying every day in the conference rooms, in the meeting rooms with our clients, is that the distraction is not the stock market. It is not the bond market. It is not the real estate market. And, and don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to diminish the fact that those are important components to the conversation. Right. Those are important components to the risk conversation that you and I spent most of the spring talking about. Correct. But we did talk about inflation risk, and we get to talk about it even bigger today because of how big that risk really is. But the erosion of your purchasing power is the enemy in the room. And all the years that I've been doing this, Inflation has been in the 2% or less category, right? Now, they talk about something called the Consumer Price Index. Mm. And for those of you that are, are detailed-oriented detailed people that want to go chew on this a little bit. Yeah, sounds tasty. Well, the, the, the Consumer Price Index has been the most familiar way to be able to get your arms around what is inflation. Aha! What is? However... They have changed the components of the index. Who's they? They is in the government. Uh-huh. Well, it's very hard to be paying attention when they change the components of what goes into the number. So inflation- When did this, when did this change happen? Several years ago. Huh. Missed the memo. Well, you got to check your junk mail. Oh, there you go. It's very difficult when the rules of the game change on you. I would still very, very vehemently argue that it is inflation that we're trying to battle. I'm I'm still hung up on this. They changed the rules thing. Is it possible that that happened to continue to kind of perpetuate this keeping inflation artificially yes. low? Yes, the we these don't years? want to feel uncomfortable. Ah, okay, okay. I just I just wanted we to make sure we don't we can't get elected again if we make people uncomfortable. Here's the other disclaimer to this conversation. This conversation is not meant to be political in any regard. Partisan political. Partisan political. Because unfortunately. The policies surrounding this Inflation Reduction Act come from a political entity. Yes. So we have to talk about the politics behind it, and, but it's and, not and a we partisan, will get there. and it's not a partisan conversation. It's not a partisan conversation. No. So inflation for most of my career has been under 2%. Right. And historically, right, the software that, you know, people in our industry use to help project out a future probability of success for somebody's retirement the 40-year number on that has been more like 3%. Right. So I know these are abstract concept, concepts that it's hard to get your head around, but let me try to translate this into something that's digestible and a snackable. Please. Okay? And whatever your numbers are, whatever your lifestyle is, let's break down what's called 3% trendline inflation. So over the course of your retirement, let's pretend we have a, a fictitious couple, Bob and Martha. Bob and Martha are 62 years old and they are ready to retire. They need $1,000 a month to live on. Grossly, good, probably yeah. inaccurate. Yeah, good round we're number. Making the, we're easy making math. the math very yeah, easy. Easy okay? math. So for every $1,000 Bob and Martha need at 62, if we have 3% trend-lined inflation, take a guess, an opportunity to get your dollar back, take a guess what they need when they're 92. So we're going out 30 years. To maintain their purchasing power. I'm going to say they so need... So the $1,000 at 62 needs to equal this at 92 to maintain their purchasing power. 
Well, I would say it has to at least double. It has to be at least $2,000 just to be in the same place, just so their money can buy them the same stuff. They need $2,440. Wow. Wow. So 1000 bucks a month needs to go to $2,442 a month just to buy them the same stuff. 2.44 times. Wow. 3% trend line inflation. Wow. To maintain where they were. Now, you and I have talked ad nauseum. We have multiple white papers on the subject of the different phases of retirement and how the spending changes, right? And we're not going to go off on a diatribe about that. But in the speed round here on, on Jeopardy!, it's the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. Yeah, just just the idea that retirement, and, and I think we can keep this very high level, the fact that retirement is not a universal experience. It's not 30 years of experiencing the same phenomenon called retirement. There, You, you and I have identified these very distinct phases, just watching our clients, watching our parents, watching our family and friends go through retirement and, and seeing how that 30 or 40 year experience can differ over time where they go from go-go years and early retirement to maybe some slow-go years. Once they've kind of seen and done everything on their bucket list, it's kind of like, okay, been there, done that to the point where physical health starts to decline. And we get into a period of the no-go years where costs can significantly increase and and even expand beyond what the go-go years were. I can tell you both in the art and science around those rising costs in the in the later years, yeah, that those inflate at a much greater rate than CPI, and they also escalate based on you know the longer you live, the more care you, you need, right? Yeah. And we've we've talked a lot about that. I would imagine CPI might change over time as our population shifts because CPI to include like insure and prunes. Possibly. I, I think it does include In the insure and prudence. Right. But it, it if you just look at what the CPI is supposed to represent, it's supposed to represent the majority of America. Right. Mm-hmm. It takes all of us as individuals and t- strips all of that away and lumps us all together right. in, into one group called Americans. Right. Just like in the the. the, the Inflation Reduction Act. Exactly, which we're about to get I know, into. We're just going to how wonderful keep that is playing and, around. And we still have to get into my gratitude on why I'm grateful for inflation. But the fact is, we've got an aging population. In 1933, when this when Social Security was created, it was created based on the premise that we had something like 30 people working for every one person retired. And the idea behind Social Security was to keep our most vulnerable seniors out of poverty. Right. These are people, the greatest generation in the world that just work their asses off to build a better place for their children and their grandchildren. And FDR came up with a way because so few of them had the means to support themselves later on in life when they couldn't work anymore. Well, let's take care of the people that took care of us and and created a better world for us to live in. The challenge with that is, is today we now have three people working for every one person retired because of that thing called the baby boom. So I wonder if CPI and how it's measured will continue to shift because of an aging population. I would suspect, Your Honor, that it will. Well, ha-ha, fun, fun stuff to think about for the future. On Social Security for a second, they've recently released the largest increase in the history of Social Security as a cost of living adjustment. 10%, right? I think it was 9.2%. Something, 9.6, 9.1, something like this. Yeah, my brain automatically rounds Cost, stuff up. Again, again, just to define stuff here, since we don't have a, a, a glossary, cost of living adjustment. Cola. Cola. Coca-Cola. Is to combat inflation, right? right? Is to adjust 
the Social Security benefit based on the cost of living adjustment in day-to-day life and day-to-day living expenses. So we're spending a lot of time talking about what inflation is yeah. and how you and I fundamentally believe it is the dragon that we have to slay. It, right. is, it is the silent killer in a very long retirement because for every buck I need when I retire, I need 244 at 3% inflation. Right. I, I got a question for you. Inflation is all over the news today. How come, despite the fact that, you know, you and I, who sometimes I like to think are pretty big deals, we've been talking about it for 25 years, yet it doesn't seem like anybody else has. Media-wise, right? It, I haven't heard about inflation in the news. I haven't heard about inflation talked about if I read Fortune magazine, Forbes magazine, the Wall Street Journal. I mean, all, you know, Barron's, all these different sources of financial information I mean, well, it's not very headline grabbing. Well, it, it until just, it is. Yeah, it just to me it seems like it really hasn't been around if it's not really been talked about. And it really it, it So why ha- isn't it talked about? Well, it has because it hasn't been painful. Oh. It hasn't been front and center. It's always been there. You gave the example of your 1990 stamp and where we are today, right? It's there. It's the classic boiling pot of water with the frog. And I've heard you tell that story both on stage and in restaurants and bathrooms all over the United States. Well, and we're I think we're experiencing both sides of that story yes. right now. The 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 frog in the well, pot of been, water. We've been the frog in the boiling in the in the water, in the cold water for a long time. Right. That's right? that's what inflation has been for the last twenty five years, is the equivalent of taking a frog, putting him in a pot of cold water putting the water on the stove and slowly heating it up. What's going to happen to that frog eventually? Night-night. Yeah, it's, he's just going to sit there and boil to death. But what happens, what's interesting is, is if you boil the water first and throw the frog in the boiling water, he's immediately going to jump out. Yes. And that's happening today too. Yes. Right? Inflation has all of a sudden reared its ugly head in a big, obnoxious way. And that is what I'm incredibly grateful for today. Because my gratitude for inflation really isn't gratitude that inflation exists the way it exists today because it's painful for some people. And, and I appreciate that. It's painful for my family. It, it's emotionally painful every time I go to the grocery store or the gas pump or wherever I need to swipe something to support my family and I see prices increase the way they are. Yeah, It's painful. But at the same time, what I'm grateful for is that it gives us an opportunity to talk about this dragon that you and I have been breaking our asses for 25 years trying to combat because it's been here. It's just been under the radar. It's been that frog sitting in cold water as that water is slowly heating up. And now it's boiling. And now it's boiling. And we get to talk about it. We get to bring it front and center. We get to make people aware of what it is and what this legislation is where the intended... I guess, sales pitch is to give us all the feeling like somebody's doing something about the inflation from a legislative standpoint, which you and I both know is virtually impossible. Inflation needs to be dealt with in in a monetary way, monetary policy at the Fed. Let's talk about that. Hey, all. Ace here. If you're familiar with financial sobriety, you've probably heard the guys mention my name. I produce the show. And since this weekend was Labor Day, seemed I was the only one laboring, so I had to make an executive decision. The discussion on inflation is so important, 
I'm going to make this a two-part episode. You've just finished the general discussion on what inflation is, and man, that's a lot to digest. So give some thought to how inflation impacts you and what you see it as. Ponder that while we take a pause here to let you digest it. I think it's the right thing to do. And then I'm also going to have part two available for you immediately, so if you're ready, you can jump right into it. There's so much great content, and this is really one very valuable discussion. I think you'll appreciate putting a little time in between inflation as you know it, or have just learned it, and the Inflation Reduction Act discussion. And these guys are so smart about this stuff, I sometimes feel like I'm getting a tutorial on things I thought I already knew. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. Remember, you can roll right into the second part of the discussion as soon as you choose. And thanks. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances.